You are listening to the Blessed Sacrament Roman Catholic Parish Podcast. We are disciples in mission who know God, love God, and serve God. Our God is good. And all the time. Dear friends in Christ, our gospel today is a continuation of one of Jesus' most powerful, eloquent sermons. You will recall that last Sunday, we heard the first part of this moving sermon, the Beatitudes. So today, Jesus tells us that it is not enough to say that we are children of God. We must show it. We must let our light shine. We must be the salt of the earth. By implication, dear friends, we must show good examples. And I invite you to consider the following scenario. One, a mother was telling her little boy what manner of person a Christian should be. And by the time mom was done with her lesson, her little boy did ask her a question. And the mother got a stop when she never forgot what her little boy asked. And he said to her, Mom, have I ever seen a Christian? Invariably, the mother knew so much about what it takes to be a good Christian, but never showed it to her child. She knew the theoretical aspect, but scored zero in the practical. Two, a missionary put this question to Mahatma Gandhi. What is the greatest hindrance to Christianity? And Mahatma Gandhi's answer to this question was swift and decisive. Christians. Christians are the greatest hindrance to Christianity. You and I. And Mahatma Gandhi was quick to add, I wish I could be Christ-like without becoming a Christian. Because he knew what he was saying precisely. Christianity is all about the good life. Showing it, living it, acting it. So it's not just enough to proclaim that we are Christians to verbalize it. 
The world needs to see by our conduct, by our good examples, that indeed we are Christians, we know him, we act him, we live him in our lives. That is what it means to be called a Christian. To mirror Prophet Isaiah's words today, as it is written, Share your bread with the hungry. Shelter in the oppressed and the homeless. Clothe in the naked when you see them. And not turning your back on your own. Jesus, the light of the world, demands every one of us, their friends, to be torch bearers, luminaries, and shining beacons for all people, reflecting him. Just as the moon reflects the light of the sun, Christians must radiate Christ's light as love, Compassion, forgiveness, selfless service, and respect for everyone. Dear friends in Christ, these are the hallmarks of Christianity. The one that says he is Christian must live out these values in his or her life. Light is meant to be seen. And so also is Christianity meant to be seen. Our Christianity must be more visible in the ordinary activities of the world. Wherever we find ourselves, let people say, this is a Christian by our conduct, by our good lives, by our good examples. Both salt and light operate by associating well with the thing that they want to change. So shying away from the realities of our society is akin to hiding our lamb under the bushel. And so to make a difference, we must get up and get involved. We must inject the light of the gospel into our corrupt value systems, our politics, our media, the environment, sadly too, even the church. So we permit evil when we do nothing. So every one of us, every Christian should light some part of the voyage of life. And there should not be a channel without its light. Let us go back to our first reading again. 
Prophet Isaiah indicates ways in which we can be true light, true light to the world. Regarding those who are hungry, the prophet says, we are called to share our bread with them. And bread here can mean any other food or drink or whatever help you can give. For sure, we are aware of those who sleep every day without anything to eat. And those are on our streets. We see them, we encounter them every so often. We have a duty to help those who are hungry. Maybe individually, or as a family, or as a group, like St. Vincent de Paul will always do, we can set aside something for the needy. And those who are hungry should not and have no reason to keep quiet or go to bed hungry. The Charity Development Appeal Campaign kicks off today in this diocese of Phoenix. And every one of us, the laity, the priests and religious, all of us have an opportunity to concretely be a witness to true love and charity. We cannot be light of the world and salt of the earth without concrete expression of our love for the poor and those around us who are in need. The key to being the salt of the earth and the light of the world is showing love to those who need it the most. And they are the hungry, they are the homeless, the naked, the sick, and those in prison. Although Isaiah's list is not exhaustive, he basically wants to draw our attention to the seven corporal works of mercy, which are, as you know, feeding the hungry, giving drink to the thirsty, sheltering the homeless, clothing the naked, visiting the sick, and visiting those who are in prison, and lastly, burying the dead. As Jesus Christ stated, on the last day, many would come before God and they will be sent out of heaven. When that happens, in protestation, they will cry, Lord, when did we see you hungry and did not feed you, thirsty and did not give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and did not welcome you, or naked and did not clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison 
and they didn't care to visit you. The king will answer them, truly, truly, I say to you, as you fail to do it, to one of the least of my brethren, my brothers and sisters, that you did not do to me. And he will say to them, away from me, you wicked servants. The reverse will be the case for the righteous ones. Those who shared their resources, their time, their talents, and were generous to these categories of people, the Lord will say, welcome, my children. I was hungry, you gave me food. Thirsty, you gave me drink. Naked, you clothed me. Homeless, you gave me a home, and all that and all that. Then they will say, Lord, when did we see you and did all of this to you? As long as you did this to the least of my brethren, that you do unto me. For their reward, heaven straight will be their abode. We all aspire to make it to heaven. And every one of us indeed wants to make it to heaven. I do not think that any one of us here should aspire even to go to purgatory. No, heaven is the goal. Let's aim towards heaven. And if we have to make it to heaven, let us begin right away. Practice the values. Let us allow Jesus now to speak to us and to use us to be able to extend hands of friendship and fellowship to those around us who are in need. Brothers and sisters, let us make our voices heard. Let us take the opportunity to participate in acts of charity. And there are many ways we can help the less privileged in our midst. When you take a look at the material right on your pews, those envelopes, you would see that they provide you with the information you need and how you can go about also sharing your gifts and how you can, by your wonderful, generous, selfless contribution and gift and donation, you can also impact the lives of millions of the less privileged. In the Diocese of Phoenix, we are so blessed with generous young men who are offering themselves to serve the church, to serve you, and to serve God. They are on their way to becoming priests. These young men, beyond needing your prayers, they also need your support. They need you to help them to realize their goal. An old German lady that I never get to meet paid my way through those eight years of formation in the priesthood. Other than just exchanges of letter between me and her, and of course, pictures of us, I didn't get to see her until she passed. I have never set my foot in Germany. She has never been to Africa. Yet, 
Today, her gift has made it possible for Father Williams to stand in blessed sacrament and minister to the people of God. It is possible today, thanks to her generosity, that I have become a missionary to the Diocese of Phoenix. I have a couple of families here that have on their own offered to train seminarians back in my home diocese in Nigeria. A couple of families that are also helping seminarians to become priests. We do have generous men and women who have put their resources in the hands of the church that some good works can be achieved, that our world can become better. The charity of all of you, good people, is making it possible for us to have very many priests serving the church in our world. Donations like yours also will go a long way towards helping women who may be encountering crisis with their pregnancies. Millions of our students, our kids in various universities also do receive some help as they journey towards discovering God's will for them. In the various Newman centers across the diocese and elsewhere, our support is making it possible for them to stay in touch with their faith, with their God. Dear friends, our gifts, our donations will help the church in Phoenix to continue to support the over 70 ministries and charities in the diocese, those of them that go out in search of the needy to be able to help them. Dear friends, I urge all of us, let our donations please help us to meet our goal. So we have people who are well known for their kindness, for their generosity, and for being charitable with their resources. We remain eternally grateful to all of them. And those who are still prayerfully considering best ways to help, we will pray for you to come to a decision to help by contributing generously to the good works made possible through CDA. Friends in Christ, we are called to be and do whatever light is and does in every home, in every community, and the entire world. John Wesley nicely said, do all the good you can by all the means you can in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, to all the people you can, as long as you ever can. I'd like to conclude. Tony Castle recounts the story of a teacher employed in a non-Christian school with a very strict order not to utter any word about Christianity, especially during school hours. 
That teacher obeyed the standing order by not mentioning Christ or Christianity. However, his life was such a shining example in the school. Without his knowledge, 40 students sign up to depart from their traditional religion. And of the 40, 25 of them went to train to become pastoral agents in a Christian school. The teacher's approach matches the words of the poem, which says, You are writing a gospel, a chapter each day. By the deeds that you do and the words that you say. Men and women read what you write. If it is false or if it is true. Now, what is the gospel according to you? I'd like to take all of you to Nigeria, my part of the country. And Michelle, please, could you project that song? Now, this is Hausa language spoken in the north, the northern side of my country. And this is the language we all speak. Of course, we do have over 200 languages in my area alone, but this is our own lingua franca. So you can see, Mune Gishiri, Mune Fitiler Dunia. So it is simply saying, we are the salt. Gishiri is salt. We are the light of the world. Let your light shine on in our world. You want to try read that? Let's go. One, two, three. Gishiri. Bari haske yahaskaka chicken dunia. All right. So I'll sing it now. <laughs> and I'll do it one time and I'll invite you to key in, okay? Mune gishiri mune fitilar dunia. Bari haske yahaskaka chicken dunia. Mune gishiri mune fitilar dunia. Bari haske ya haska ka chicken dunia. You want to give it a shot? One, two, three, let's go. Mune gishiri mune fitilar dunia. Bari haske ya haska ka chicken dunia. Mune gishiri mune fitilar dunia. Bari haske ya haska ka chicken do. Now you can speak some Hausa language. Bravo, congratulations. Thank you for listening to the Blessed Sacrament Roman Catholic Parish podcast. We are disciples in mission who know God, love God, and serve God.